0: to the real radio because I am like an old person now I only listen to NPR but when I was a youth I listened to um kiss FM I've heard of it yeah like the top 40 and now it's like all jumbled in my brain and I can't remember if like the kiss FM in LA is 106.1 or if that was like way back when I was a youth and that's what it is in Seattle
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm certainly the wrong
0: person I'm never gonna
1: know it's just one of those things you'll just have to take to your grave I think so. It's a little sad, yeah. but life goes on. Mm-hmm. Life finds a way.
0: <laughs> I wish you could all see <laughs> Grace reenacting a real like water droplet. My perfect Hand. wrist acting. <laughs> I am full of so many skills, so many talents, so many special skills. So many. The bottom of your headshot must just be absurd. It's the bottom of my resume, but yeah, yeah, yeah. faux show. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, hey, team.
1: Uh, welcome to Grace and Alicia Have Lives. Where we talk about diesel engines. Diesel genes. And DNA. Dano DNA. DNA. <laughs> uh, Hello, John. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. Okay, so guys, so we've been transparent about this. I don't know why we feel weird not being transparent. I feel like like most are we holding podca- secrets? I know.
0: Like most podcasts don't tell you when they're pre-recorded, but like they mm. mostly are. Like, it's, like it We don't be, give no fuck.
1: Yeah. So we're pre-recording. So right now it's Friday night. I for uh, like a very rare instance i'm not filming tomorrow so this is like a PTL. real friday night like, yeah. getting
0: weird I, That's the and risk. we also i mean you don't have work tomorrow i mean i don't I, anything can happen oh my gosh tomorrow i'm getting my nails done and then Ugh. i plan to pack and clean the entire day and i know that sounds terrible but i am no that's my dream. stoked
1: yeah that's all my favorite things yeah Um, so it, it like feels weird. We didn't just watch Game of Thrones. No. It's Friday night. Nobody like needs to be anywhere
0: anytime soon. Oh my gosh. It's a dream. Oh
1: my God. It's like
0: we're real friends and we're really hanging out. Oh Oh my
1: gosh. Except that now it's acceptable because it's on air not just us on the couch drunk (laughs) with 50 bottles of wine. (laughs) Um, well, first of all, speaking of Game of Thrones, should we do a little corrections corner? I think so. Okay. So this might just be because we don't understand tyrion's drinking game
0: absolutely (laughs) does tyrion understand his drinking game we may never know to have a pretty good grasp i think it was just
1: us (laughs) so we have a hella corrections corner for last week i completely forgot and this is totally my bad i know alicia didn't see this season so again it's completely my fault there's an episode in uh, i don't know like three plus seasons ago where tyrion as, like, a gift, sends mm-hmm. Podrick to the Westerosian brothel. Sure. The best little whorehouse in Westeros, as, uh-huh. if you will. I absolutely will. <laughs> and, like, the sex workers end up giving their money back to Tyrion and they're like, oh my God, he was such a gentleman and such a <laughs> dream. And Tyrion's like, what? He's like a derpy little virgin. And Podrick's just like, does a little Mark Hamill and brushes his shoulder off. And he's like, I don't know. I guess I just know what the ladies <laughs> love. And so it's like this running gag. That he's oh. like super great in the sack and all the sex workers were like, We love Patrick. Oh God. I'm, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so when he took the drink and we thought it was so funny, we were totally fucking
0: off base because he's oh. not a virgin. He's like a
1: ladies man. He's like getting that V.
0: All right, all right. I did not understand that at all. And also, maybe I'm not good at rules or games. <laughs> and also, in the scene when Sansa and the Hound are talking, uh-huh. in, like, the background... Oh, he walks by yeah, with, with like some two ladies. little I northern did,
1: ladies. Yes,
0: I did hear about that afterwards, and I thought it was supposed to be like, I see he popping that cherry. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we were totally wrong.
1: I watched it a second time, and I saw that, and I, like, I did, like, a Captain America to him, and I was like... <laughs>
0: Go get him, boys. I see.
1: Um, so sorry about that. I completely forgot about that, but I still don't understand why he... I don't know. I don't understand the drinking game.
0: Maybe it was you drink if you... Because cause Tyrion is like, you're a virgin, and so you drink if it's not
1: true? So she didn't drink, and then she got upset and left.
0: Uh, it's all coming. Back to me now. There are moments like
1: this. <laughs> Where But this... <laughs> <laughs> you know guys thanks for just hanging out with us while we just entertain ourselves and we're so happy that you guys stick around yeah but I know that we wanted to just touch just very lightly on this because I know Alicia you were feeling like the temperature of people's reactions to this final season of this amazing show has
0: been like
1: not great
0: well and also very different to my experience like I um, obviously have nothing to compare this to because I didn't watch the previous seasons um just my little hour long recap video um but i've really enjoyed this season i think it's been really fun it's been really a f- it's been really fun to be like a part of the discussion and um know, it it's feels like, like a part a real... of like the zeitgeist
1: of the world exactly
0: it feels like a real experience but also We're like sitting at the cool kids table exactly you um, can sit with us thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it feels like um i don't know i mean i've enjoyed the content of the show as well like it seems like they're paying off a lot that like long yeah. time fans wanted. And then people are like mad. They're like, we, you gave us what we wanted and we don't like it. And it's been like 10 years. They're like too soon. I'm yeah. like, is it? it? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And like, so I work at, um, a place where, uh, Game of Thrones is discussed ad nauseum. It's like literally our business to talk about it. Sure. Um, and people... I just do it for
1: free here with Rat all I day long.
0: I, I mean, And she just looks
1: at me and is like, I don't give a fuck. And listen, I'm like, that's fair.
0: I'm not one of the people getting paid to talk about it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, the temperature of the office has been very, like, lukewarm. Like, people are not into it. Um, and so, I feel like some of the criticism has been, like, kind of valid, I guess. And some of it has just been like, well, you sound like kind of a whiner, baby. But, uh, <laughs> but like, one of my coworkers did have the point where... Um, so in uh, the scene where that dragon Rhaegar <gasps> Rhaegar Rhaegoth. Ronald Reagan Ronald Reagan when Ronald Reagan gets shot in the neck, oh, like in the chest and then I in know, the neck and then, I know and then you see like blood come out. Of oh the
1: blood god! Blood. Oh my god! Oh, it's too much
0: tears. Yeah. Um. But when that happens, so after Rhaegar passes, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um. Danny like does like a full dive bomb. Right. She's like going real hard at that urine guy. Mm-hmm. Um From urine Town. From so, urine Town. I'll see myself up. I don't see why. Um, <laughs> but she's like going real hard. And then she like pulls up and like obviously she realizes like I can't because they they're just gonna shoot. I can't risk Drogon. Drogon. Called Drogon. Exactly. That would be the worst. Oh. Um. But my coworker made the point that, like, she could have circled around and attacked from behind because the ships can't turn around that fast and they don't have little spiky spikes on the back. And Maybe, I feel like... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I totally... No, can, finish your thought. I was just going to say, I feel like that makes sense, but also, like, you're already suspending disbelief enough to be like, we live in a world with dry- Drogons and dragons and Re- Ronald Reagan. So... <laughs> Where where Ronald Reagan is reincarnated as a dragon. Exactly. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, are these people?
1: I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Nobody is is. I'm not robbing anybody of that. Yeah. But also, are you seeing these special effects? Like, are you seeing this massive cinematic level of television? A. B. I think that in that scene. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that Euron's men are like holding his little chair that's like on the mm-hmm. new and improved scorpion. Mm-hmm. And I think it fucking swivels.
0: Ooh, like full, so. I actually don't
1: know if that's even a like, valid plot hole because there's like three men holding his little chair. Oh. And I think that it swivels in the same way that when Braun was on it a couple seasons ago, like mm-hmm. the first time we had a scorpion. Yeah. Um, he was like, it's pretty agile. Yeah, and I think that the new ones also do that. So that's well, maybe not even a thing.
0: Then I'm just gonna decide that that scorpion guy is like the guns in um, what's Han Solo's zoom zoom ship? The Millennium Falcon. Yep, that's the one. And <laughs> It's like. <Troy. laughs> It's like the gun, like the gun in the Millennium Falcon. Ooh, How it's like it's just like cool a little video like, game chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you She's like, like, I like this. I know that would be like the f- fucking worst yeah. way to aim if your but chair that, like, swings truly, around. But truly, I think it really is
1: like that where they're like on a chair. Yeah, it's like an office chair.
0: Ah, uh-huh, just like an office. It's chair. It's like an
1: office chair on a pirate the ship.
0: ship. Mm-hmm, that is exactly like a spaceship gun.
1: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> We're making a lot of connections and a lot of technical facts. Yep. We are here for your tech specs. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, I am bummed out. I think to some extent, I think, I think because everybody has a Twitter and everybody has an opinion, which is so valid. Don't get me wrong. But I do think at the end of the day, Oh, making a television show is so much work. It is so much so money. Hard. It is so many people. It is like, I can't even tell you how much respect I have for the people that I work with. Like, yeah, it's insane. What game of Thrones has accomplished.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, just enjoy it. Have exactly. some fun. Just have, have fun. a little squishy snack. Just have a squishy snack. Have one to 12 bottles of wine. Yeah. Like a rough one to 12. Exactly. Like an even Baker's dozen.
1: like a normal, a well-adjusted mature mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. Like our friend, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But I know, did you want to touch a little bit on, there was something specific that I think we wanted yes. to talk about a little yeah. bit.
0: One of the other criticisms that I heard quite a lot was that people really didn't like the conversation that Sansa and the Hound had, where Sansa kind of said something along the lines of, like, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. She quoted... Our Lord Me? Kelly Clarkson.
1: Oh, that's not Kanye. Oh God, no! I'm so sorry. I know that.
0: What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Wait, does Kanye have a similar song? I thought he did. I could not name one Kanye song. Oh no, that's not true. He, he did. I don't either. He did that song that was just a um like a like a sample of that song that I like by those Robot Men, where it's like. Oh, a bit of that's what I was stronger. thinking. <laughs> might have been what i was thinking of okay. well either it's way not the
1: same thing that's Look, also not Santa quoted kanye and or kelly, kelly clarkson, clarkson and that's exactly. all fine
0: yeah but essentially what she actually said was something like um if i hadn't had the life that i had had which includes horrible things horrible things then i would still be the naive little bird that i was when you knew me before and people seem to interpret that as rapes okay and that is for sure not at all all how i took it
1: yeah 100%
0: agree i feel like
1: at least what i saw on the critical side was that people were saying like oh so she couldn't have ever been who she became without the abuse right which totally valid and i understand that perspective but the two of us sitting here yeah having
0: you know we survivors. We yeah. not gonna give up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, but but literally, like as two survivors sitting here right now talking about this, neither of us took it that way. Yeah. So it was very much. I like, was I was encouraged by the by the scene. I mean, we talked about it, and we talked about it off mic as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, it was more saying like, you can't always control what life throws at you. Sometimes you're gonna go through the shit, and how you choose to deal with it. Um, Is what defines you. Exactly. Can build you up. Like, you can be a stronger person on the other side because you've gone through tragedy.
1: Right. Like, you can let it turn you to ash or you can let it turn you into a bad bitch. And I was super moved by that scene. It was at the top of my list of my favorite scenes of that episode Mm -hmm. because I've had a real fucking insane life, to be quite frank. And so I was very... I, I really, really liked the scene. Yeah. um So just a different perspective. Yeah. I I had no problems with the episode. I loved it a lot. And again, at the end of the day, I'm I've been given so much joy from Game of Thrones, yeah. whether it's emotional or silly or fucking up Podrick's virginity. It's all fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, so
1: I think that uh it's you know, maybe every now and then it's like we can all just enjoy you
0: can just have hugely,
2: fun.
1: Hugely, hugely amazing, well done, well acted, well everything television. Yeah. Um but
0: everybody's opinion is great. Yeah.
1: But we really liked it.
0: Let's uh, change the subject entirely. Should we do a little pivot to the left? Uh Uh-huh. Everything you own in the box to the left. I'm just song lyrics. That's all that's up there. (laughs) Kyle's Um, listening
1: to this with his little personal drinking game, and he's like, I'm wasted, and it's been 20 (laughs) minutes. We're like, we're sorry. R.I.P. Oh, my God. When I said that, right then it was 20 minutes. (gasps) You're a witch. When I did that, I am. You're a witch. I
0: knew it. Okay, so. Now I have proof. I would like to discuss- (gasps) The Met Gala. Uh, the Met Gala. My favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. Uh, it's so good, guys. It's just great. Like, I love seeing fancy people in fancy dresses, and I want there to be a theme. I want my whole life to be a theme party, and that's what the Met Gala is.
1: Oh, my God. I know. And I just, I have so much respect. I love ugh, like I just can't tell you guys how much it's like, when you meet me, it's like, okay so she loves chihuahuas, acting and fashion houses, like Mm -hmm. I'm so not because I'm like uppity it's just like the creativity of it is something that I just can't even, yeah, it's it's a true uh, form of creativity and self-expression that I can't even tap into, it's like not my I I just, I have so much respect for it and I love it so much, and this week was super crazy and I couldn't watch it live, and I was so freaking devastated, wonderful Kenneth like ADR or not (laughs) ADR DVR (laughs) DVR he DVR'd it for me but I still haven't had a chance to watch it but all for good reasons I had a very crazy busy week full of ADR Uh um, and other things and auditions it's fucking crazy episodic season right now um so I couldn't watch it live
0: but Alicia did and she loved it and we both have thoughts I saw some pictures oh my gosh so many thoughts okay what were your thoughts? thoughts, what was your top look or one of your favorite looks I I feel like it's hard to pick a top I know right no, from what I saw,
1: Lily Collins is my girl. Like mm-hmm. she just fucking gets it. And last year, which for me personally was like peak Met Gala,
2: mm-hmm.
1: ugh, she absolutely. I mean, I'm not even being dramatic when I say this. Like I was so moved by what she wore last year, like everything about it, like the hair, the makeup, the blah blah. blah. It, it like it changed me as a human. I mean, it fun. was am- it was that okay. pitch perfect.
0: A few little, like, a sprinkling of facts if you're not, like, as into the Met Gala as Grace and I. So, the theme for last year... But you're missing out if you're not. I mean, look at the pictures. It's amazing. (gasps) But the theme for last year was religion and fashion, which was amazing. It was so good. Impeccable. So good. It was just... Yeah. Agree. Like, full agree. And then the theme for this year was camp, which I feel like people... The reactions I've seen to, like, camp as a theme has been, like, the what? Like, people... I don't think it wasn't
1: as cohesive. Exactly. As I don't
0: think it was like as easy to uh, like to. I don't think everyone has the same interpretation of what camp means. I don't think that everyone yeah, necessarily what the fuck knows camp mean? <laughs> off the top of their head. What camp means um, for me camp is like, you know how there's that famous um, Chanel quote where it's like, look in the mirror before you leave home and take off the last thing you put on. Is that a Chanel quote? I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. I'm sure it's not exactly those words because she was like blubl play blubl. Blu, blu, blu. That was it exactly. I speak a lot of French. Um but it's something like that. It's like it's the idea of like Do less. Exactly. <laughs> less is more. That's why
1: fucking Chanel is my favorite thing in the whole world. I'm aware. Cause and cause I feel it's like black and white and
0: nothing else. Yeah. And I feel like camp is the exact opposite Correct. of that. It's like before you leave the house add 15 more things and then Drown a unicorn in some tulle and then
1: throw it on as a cape, and that is my ideal aesthetic. <coughs> that is literally that is your def like that is your definitive aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why you are mm-hmm. literally this year's Met Gala, uh-huh. and I am literally last year's Met Gala. That is accurate because it was like goth
0: crosses and vampires, and this year it was like la 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 la. Yeah, but can we both agree we're Met Galas? We. V- Duh. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. clearly. But um, yeah, so I loved I love that Lily Collins kept it. Honestly, like her look wouldn't entirely be out of place in last year's mega. Yeah, it's really true. And it's like a she, beautiful,
0: like it's like a sexy, puffy white dress. It's like a vampire bride. Dress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm obviously into it. That's literally my aesthetic. Um mm-hmm. and I loved it. She yeah. like I love it. If somebody's too. gonna wear some black platform shoes, like oh, I'm in. God, That's my shoes. signature fucking yeah. look. You know those what I'm shoes saying? Are amazing. So that was my first thing. Again, I didn't see it, so I I saw most of the pictures, but then I was so Ah God. Kim Kardashian's waist literally gave me nightmares. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Like I'm not trying to like body shame anybody's shapes. Like I have a pretty exaggerated hourglass figure myself. So like rock those curves, girl. You know what I'm saying? But like the corset that she was wearing was just like really over like it made me uncomfortable. Like I felt gross looking at it. I was like, I don't know if this is what, like, little girls need to be seeing, A, and, like, B, you look like you're miserable and you can't breathe or sit, which I found out later. She
0: couldn't. I mean, that seems right. It it is an insanely exaggerated look. And the thing that I find interesting is, like, it doesn't, that shape to me doesn't really say, it doesn't add to the camp. Right. So I don't know. I feel like that's just the shape in general that she's, like, known for. And so she, like took it to the nth degree which i mean i guess is kind of camp but like i don't understand i don't know it looks like she's photoshopped in real life it looks very uncomfortable it's kind of like the yeah, when you see icky. yeah it's like when you see the like if barbie dolls proportions were real and it's like you right. an alien and i'm also just like where are your lower ribs i'm gone they're i don't like just it gone they're gone um but also so there's a like disney instagram uh account that i follow that's like a I don't know. She a girl. She go to Disneyland. She like a lot of color. Um, (laughs) And so she like linked to one of her other friends who was doing like a little Met Gala recap through the lens of like Disneyland. (laughs) And so it was like various pictures, um, uh, like various people from the Met Gala with like different funny captions or whatever. And the one for Kim Kardashian was turkey leg. (laughs) and it cracked me up so much because it's she not wrong it's very accurate like the thing is like kim in her typical kim fashion is just like a little bit shiny she just looks like a little (laughs) like juicy slightly wet exactly and it she looks delicious
1: i mean i'm not not hungry looking at that photo having heard that metaphor Mm -hmm. and i mean that dead serious like i'm literally thinking like what snacks we have in the fridge it's a great question um but hey, who doesn't want to look like a snack? <laughs> and she looking like a snack. She looked like a juicy snack. Mm-hmm. Word. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. What accurate. else? What were your thoughts? I know. Uh, I know you're gonna love. I know what's coming.
0: Okay, listen. I had such a hard time picking favorites. I honestly, I couldn't narrow it down. Like, like I don't have <laughs> one top. I have like four. Right. Because everybody was a rainbow. Exactly, and that is my ideal aesthetic. Like, would it be tacky on a four-year-old? That's my look. (laughs) So, (laughs) I think one of my tippity-tops was Cara Delevingne because she came in in this, like, insane, like, nude-slash-rainbow-striped jumper with insane shoulders. Yeah, the shoulder pads are my favorite part. The shoulder pads are amazing. The pimp cane is amazing like why but also i love it and then she's got this like insane headpiece that is truly if um chiquita banana is that her name (laughs) chica rivera Rivera. (laughs) if she went into a dollar store with some crazy glue exactly and just like shimmied around and walked out and was like thanks bye yeah and it is everything i love it so much where does like the weight of that rest like on your skull Oh, for on your sure. Neck?
1: Yeah, she did some damage. Yeah. She's going to the chiropractor real hard after this.
0: Accurate. I can respect it. I hate it because I hate color, but yeah. I can respect it. I, yeah. I mean, I get that, but I love it so much. You know what I
1: would have loved if the the dress has horizontal stripes. I mm-hmm. would have loved if the tights had vertical stripes. I think Ooh. that would have made a world of difference for me. I can see that. Yeah. But, like, I'm always down for a pimp cane.
0: <laughs> Who I isn't? mean, that's going
1: to be on my gravestone.
0: Yeah. And always then- down
1: for a pimp cane. <laughs> grace hancock
0: she died as she lived <laughs> <laughs> um but then one of my other favorite faves was l fanning she had this like you would very 70s like kind of late 60s early 70s just like coral pastel very i dream of genie yes and it's like flare pants with giant bell sleeves it's just it's so much and then on her little nails every single one has a little charm and they're like dangly it's a choice and in the way and I love them so much and I like just- I can't wait to reach the level of like celebrity but also wealth where I can have charms on my nails where
1: just there's somebody who's just doing everything for you everything. including wiping your booty
0: truly because you can't do a damn thing you can't do a damn thing not a damn thing And uh, I I but I can't wait to find out how many things you can and cannot do. Exactly,
1: I want to be wealthy enough to
0: try. (laughs)
1: Today's a day I just want to see. Yeah, I support you in that. I mean, I like the coral, you know, Pantone color of the year. I'm Uh down with that. I'm obviously down with some sixties. That's like my jam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bridget Bardot is like the be all end all for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not into the pleats. Love the hair.
0: Love the pleats. I don't know what's going on.
1: Like, did she win, like, 14 Olympics around? Oh, my God. Yes. And
0: all of the medals were designed by toddlers. It just looks like she rated her, like, toddler age, uh, I don't know, sister. Like, all those, like, science fair ribbons your mom keeps. Exactly. It's just a lot of, like, pony beads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: Oh, God. But can we just... Should we just talk about one last person, people?
0: Okay. Two I last know, people? Yeah. I know exactly who you want to talk about, and then I have Ugh. one more follow-up, but let's let's talk about yours. I mean, the fucking Olsen twins, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> they are
1: fucking my jam. They are my spirit animals. They are my favorite people. They're, like, going to a vampire funeral. Uh, hmm You get
0: it. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> They're perfect. I mean, yeah, they do look like Blade, but make it fashion. oh.
1: Because yeah. they don't give a
0: fuck. They're like, camp, suck my dick. Here's exactly. some fucking like, full <laughs>
1: body black leather. And I'm like, yes. That that's is literally me every year at the Met Gala.
0: Is I do think they look, I think they look wonderful. I think they look great. I think they look like they haven't eaten more than two twigs in 900 years. <laughs> and they are pulling it <laughs> off. But They're like wood witches. They're like, i yeah. full. Like mm-hmm. once a year, they stop being a thousand year old elm tree and then come to the Met Gala. And then they re- retreat back to the forest And then they, like, freeze back into trees. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But the thing for me is, like, it is a fucking theme party, and you will stick to the fucking theme. But
1: that's why it's so fucking metal. They don't give two fucks about theme (sighs) parties. This is like me showing up to any theme party. They're like, it's Pinocchio! And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm coming up as a vampire dominatrix, and you can just suck it.
0: Yeah, I know. They're my dream. My dream! So the last one I want to talk about is Florence. Oh, of Florence and the Machine.
1: Oh, sure. Florence oh, Lynch. you know what? Actually, on further reflection, I'm actually mm-hmm. super into this.
0: Um, it is, so this is exactly what I would wear if I was Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys? Targaryen. <laughs> if I was that Daenerys <laughs>
1: Rodrigo Targaryen.
0: Uh-huh. Then I would wear this exact thing. So she is wearing like head to toe pastel. And it's like it's like mermaid tones. Yeah, the the dress is very like flowy, shimmery. But then the fucking cape. Yes, there's a cape. Yes, to all. Has capes. two giant fucking phoenix dragons. Yeah, that's hot. Has like giant shoulder pads and it's just everything and i love it so much
1: i would love to see her bangs off of her face a bit. i would
0: love to see her hair up i would love like to like see some
1: like fucking sharon stone yeah yeah, yeah. Wet like slicked full back. wet mm-hmm. yeah I, would
0: I love that but i actually take that i can
1: get down with that
0: yeah i, I wouldn't wear it but through. i can appreciate it that's okay because i feel like like you would wear everything sansa's ever worn and then i would wear this well like from like recent seasons on yeah okay fair But you would wear what Sansa's currently wearing, and I would wear this, and then we would both rule the kingdom as like badass Glenda and badass (gasps) Sansa. I love everything you just said. I'm just saying, we'd be like really good rulers into it. Yeah. Guys, we're a dream team. I mean, we really are. Also, I'm sorry for talking about things you couldn't see for the last, like, approximately 300 years, but, like, Google I know. I know.
1: That's not interesting at all. But
0: it is super exciting, and it's only once a year, and it's so great. I know. It's so fun. Also, just, like, quick shout out to Anna Wintour. She obviously looked amazing in her, like, pink cape. It was, like, so good. She's literally
1: a flamingo, and I'm into it. So
0: good. So we did it. We talked about the Met
1: Gala. We did it. So I thought that, like, you know, we're talking about fashion and...
0: All these cool things and it sounds a lot like murder. Uh-huh. Did yeah. you like that segue? That was I loved so it. So good. Did you know that you can tour Versailles on a Segway and nothing has sounded more American and terrible? Ugh,
1: that hurts my heart in a deep I know. deep way. I know. That's like the worst like juxtaposition of French and American culture of yep. all time, and I'm so ashamed.
0: I agree. How dare they? I don't know. Also, I think about like fairly regularly the fact that the creator of Segway died on a Segway. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Exactly. I like, it just like comes to me in the night and I'm like, (gasps) well, that'd be like me
1: being like, I invented this muffin. It poisoned me and killed me, but enjoy my muffins. Mm -hmm. What?
0: Maybe don't say enjoy my muffins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is only one person who can enjoy my muffin. Yeah. And that is Ratsy. Oh my. Um, We thought that it would be fun since we're such big fans of my favorite murder to Mm -hmm. talk about our hometown
0: murders. Okay. I am (gasps) so excited and so terrified to hear your story. Well,
1: oh God. Okay. Well, first of all, if you guys have hometown murders, send us that <gasps> shit, motherfuckers. Yes. We have lives pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I always have to look at Alicia because I can't finish my sentences. I'm like, what is it? Um, I have a couple hometown murders. Oh my
0: gosh. I come from- Your a town s- is not big.
1: But like everybody murders each other, like there's so
0: many. They're, they need to open like a theater. There's not enough to do. <laughs> I know.
1: That's because yeah,
0: that's just go why to the do cinema. You think I left. Um,
1: I mean, I have one. I had a friend. I'm just gonna kind of gloss over this one because, like, truly to be respectful, I don't want to get into it. But I, but I have another one that I will get into. Okay. But the one that I'm closest to is that my best friend in um what's before middle school
0: elementary so like in
1: elementary school and in middle school did you just forget the word elementary i did
0: it's literally elementary my dear watson
1: look i need more chocolate my blood sugar is low i don't know what you want from me okay so my (laughs) best friend growing up her um her father ended up murdering her mother oh my gosh and like she didn't like she was on like she thought that he did it and like her sister <gasps> thought that he didn't do no, it and it was like that's really my worst horrible yeah it was really wild and really heartbreaking and just like absolutely the worst thing that i can possibly imagine yeah and it was crazy cuz i like they have like a dateline episode and <gasps> they would like show pictures of the crime scene and it was like a house that i had endless sleep over it like it was re- so like all the little like tchotchkes on the shelf i was like I have, like, touched all the... Yeah, it was really, really horrible. Um, So that was one of them. That was, like, super, super crazy. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, for me personally, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, So there's that one. But I have a better one that I'm more comfortable talking about. So my mom is, um, not anymore, but she was for a very long time a teacher. Mm -hmm. The best teacher of all time.
0: Obviously. And for my dad. (laughs) 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 They will go
1: head to head. And... She was for a long time teaching at this school and her T.A. was this woman named Nancy Nancy. And that's a fake name. That's a fake name.
0: I don't know if you guys could tell by that (laughs) seamless delivery.
1: Um, So she was her T.A. was this woman, Nancy, and then Nancy was married to Barry Lyndon. So they only use
0: candles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Barry Lyndon. Oh my God. God, I love you so much. Um, So Nancy and Barry Lyndon were married and Nancy was my mom's TA and Barry Lyndon was the janitor for the school. And so my mom would stay you know after hours for a lot of hours because she was mm-hmm. a teacher and they worked very hard and get paid shit money that is accurate. and he would be in there alone with her in her classroom for I like
0: don't like where this story hours is on
1: end where it was just the two of them because he was the janitor and he was cleaning and they would get talk out of the classroom oh, I know. and they would like chat and like talk back and forth and like she always kind of got like a little bit of like a check with him where she was just kind of like Okay, you know, because as all, we have like 25 senses, and all of them are typically on high alert because that's what it feels like to be a woman. Yeah. And so that happened. So Nancy and Barry got divorced, Mm -hmm. and it was a super nasty divorce. And Nancy ended up moving on with Brad. Sure.
0: Another very real. (laughs)
1: And so, and Brad was like a single dad, he had two. Like, young twin girls, I think, who might have been redheads. Oh, no. Like, And he was, like, known around the community for being, like, this nice, wonderful, upstanding guy. Like, everybody loved him. And he had, like, custody of his young daughters, which is, like, pretty rare for a dad to get. Like, he was that good of a guy. Like, the the judge was like, you're probably the best. So, he was, like, great. So, Nancy and Brad are, like, happy, blah, blah, blah. So, what did I name him? Barry Lyndon. Uh So, Barry Lyndon. Loses it. He's not into it. Can
0: I just take a quick moment Always. to point out that this is the exact point in time when every helicopter in the I mean, area has decided to circle Barry your Lyndon home. Is Barry Lyndon
1: loose in this neighborhood? That seems immediately accurate. Okay, thank you for pointing it out because yeah. I was like,
0: "Are we? What's happening?" Yeah,
1: we're basically in a crime scene. Great, Ugh, my dream. Um <sighs> Side note: I'm going on a motherfucking ride along next week, and I'm what? gonna shit my pants. I know. We'll talk about it later. Okay, but um. So Barry Lyndon loses his fucking mind and it's super, super, super tragic. So one day he comes to the home of Nancy and Brad oh no. and like maybe was kind of trying to like target Nancy but ended up <gasps> shooting and killing Brad and he passed away, no, leaving his daughters. Brad. And like she ended up, Nancy ended up surviving. <gasps> Which is like so tragic. Okay? I think they're okay. I don't know a whole lot about it because yeah. it's been a long time, but I'm mean, I'm assuming that like family members came in, blah blah blah. But they found out that Barry had been living underneath her no, motherfucking home. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. And they found like food and little blankies and he'd been living under the house for like weeks. Nope. And there were motherfucking holes. Nope. In the fucking hardwood. Nope.
0: Nope. And he was
1: like spying on the master bedroom (gasps) living underneath there. That is terrifying. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah. Especially because my house, you'll notice, has like a little thing underneath it. There's like a crawl space. Most houses have that. (gasps) (gasps) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nope. Gonna be a nope
0: from me. Well, that's terrifying.
1: Terrifying.
0: Um, so I am also from a very small town. So I'm sure that there have been murders, but I just don't know of any. And I'm OK with that. Well, I feel like when I say I'm from a small
1: town, like compared to <laughs> Edenclaw, it's like, yeah, I'm not really from a Truly small town, like
0: 8000 people, 10000 cows, right. small ass town.
1: Yeah, that's um, like the size of like the street I lived on. I mean, not the one that I lived on because I grew up in the middle of nowhere, but right. you get it.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: But I'm just saying it's a good. The, my point being, it's probably <laughs> a good thing that you don't know a lot of murders because I there's mean, like yes, way fewer people. Yeah,
0: very accurate. I'm again, I'm sure that they have happened. I choose not to research it because I don't want to know. Um, but that being said, Correct. Enumclaw Claw was featured on an episode of Criminal, and it blew my fucking mind because With Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal. Oh my gosh! Such
1: a good Phoebe It change. wasn't very good. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed doing it. That's what she
0: said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you, and that's what she said. It's so long. I'm so proud. Can I tell you? They don't really like appreciate them at my current job, and it makes me very sad. I mean, I think, like, the whole general, like,
1: temperature for, like, dirty <laughs> sexual innuendo <laughs> I know jokes has, like, come to an end, but I will always appreciate them. Okay, thank you. Oh. oh but Baxter does not. I know.
0: Baxter Excuse has some me, thoughts sir. and opinions.
1: I'm so <laughs> sorry. Carry on with your story, oh, Alicia. No. Baxter.
0: Silly Don't Baxter. Don't do
1: it. <laughs> i know he
0: like woke up from a nap and he was like i am not here for this time's up it's like we've been talking about murders and i heard a sound yeah what a good watch <laughs> good boy, Baxter. um oh, but, but I'm anyway so, sorry. so there is nope, for sure nope. an episode of criminal so i will just quickly summarize um but essentially the episode is about a woman who was living in an apartment by herself and um she was living in the apartment for a little while, and every now and again, stuff would go missing. Um, cans of food, just stuff would be in different places, and she left it. But she was, like, working a lot, so she didn't think too much of it. She thought she was maybe just, like, mistaken. Um, I remember hearing this episode, uh-huh. and all of my feelings are dropping out my butt.
1: Because yep. it's my worst nightmare. Accurate.
0: And then... Um, she realized she had given a key to her brother, so she thought that maybe like her brother was coming in and stealing her food and like moving her shit, and so she was like mad at her brother. Um, and then she got a dog, and one fateful night, she is in the bathroom. She's in the bathtub, full naked. There is no more vulnerable <gasps> position. It's the safest place. I know. Than being in a relaxing bath. It's my favorite Just a thing. nice soak full naked in your bathtub her dog was like chilling in the bath (gasps) like in the bathroom with her yeah just like hanging out and all of a sudden her dog looks over and she sees and she had been like quiet I think like lights were generally off she was like it was very unclear that she was home so she looks over and she sees a man climb out of her attic (laughs) Is that uh, the most terrifying thing you have <laughs> ever <can heard>. you? <laughs> fucking imagine? Nope, nope, I cannot. And of course the dog, who she had kind of bought, I think she had kind of gotten the dog thinking like, this will be my guard dog because something feels like kind of off in this apartment. Yeah, like fucking Barky Baxter over <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. The dog is just like, hey friend, because they had like bonded <gasps> because he'd been living in her no! apartment for so long. Yes. <sighs> so, uh, Anyway, all that to say, I forget the exact story. She, like, she makes it out of the apartment. She's totally fine. The guy doesn't do anything creepy. He was just, like, living there. And, like, stealing her shit. But did yeah. they never fucking find him? Nope, they never fucking ah, found him. No. And can I tell you, the thing that freaks me out the most about this story is, is literally that literally every single thing. Well, of course, literally every single thing. So they don't give you a lot of detail in the episode about, um, like, specifics as far as like who she is or who he might have been or whatever whatever but they give you like a general time and one of my friends at that same time or around the same time she um so it was she was my age we were around at this time we were probably in, like, first grade or kindergarten, and it was, like... Elementary
1: school, if you will.
0: I absolutely will. <laughs> um, and she, like, told me this story years later, so I didn't know about it at the time, but... So it was her and her three sisters and then her parents. So the house has a lot of people in it. It's, like, a busy house. It's, like, generally stuff moves around. You don't always know who moved it, whatever. Right. Stuff goes missing. It happens. It's a busy house. Um, and so this was happening to them, and then they, like, came to find out after a couple of months that someone was living in their basement. Uh, I know. No. I know. And they, like, the way that they find out is they, like, I, I forget the exact details, but they, like, went into the basement to, like, look for something, and there was, like, a, like a human nest. It was, like, sleeping bag, uh, like, that was wrappers. That like what they found under the house. Yeah, it was, like, uh-huh. food and, like, blankets. Exactly. And, like, no. exactly what this lady found in her attic after the guy left or whatever. She, like... She, like, got out. I forget. Listen to the episode of Criminal. It's amazing. Um, with but, Phoebe Judge. With Phoebe Judge. But all that to say, I'm, like, convinced based on zero facts that this was the same guy. I'm, like, I terrified. Mean, but honestly, in a town that small, I mean, he's yeah. obviously, like, some homeless grifter. Like, it makes sense. It's just, like, weird thinking about a homeless grifter in Enumclaw because it's, like, literally, you know everyone and they're all named Todd. You're like, Steve, get the fuck out of my basement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like your friend Joey. You're like, Joey, come, come on, man. He's like, eh, sorry. Sorry. Uh,
1: but yeah,
0: that's so that's my story. So nightmarish. Um. All that to say, dude, stop living in places where we don't know where you are. Right. Like we in, don't like it. Invite only. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um,
1: so my friend and I, Kenneth. Um, <laughs> sorry. Your friend. Sir, my man friend, I Kenneth. Sir okay. Kenneth. Okay. Sure. Um, We've been, in fact, looking at homes.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. To, to do what? Oh, as to maybe move into
1: who together. Are, <laughs> we are adults who hold hands and smooch on mm-hmm. the face. Mm-hmm. Love us. <laughs> <laughs> the point being, we've looked at a couple houses. Blah, blah. Gross. Um. But one of them had one of those fucking attic doors with like the little like the little circle that yep. hangs down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, do you think we could just like go up there? He was like, no, like the fucking owner is here. And I was like, but you can distract me. <laughs> I want to go up there so yeah. badly. My
0: childhood bedroom was ha- was the room that had the access to the attic. What? I know. And can that I tell you? That is a nightmare. Can I tell you something? Chi so <laughs> I tell you something you? that is so interesting to me is like it is literally never scared me like being it was just, it's just like part of my own room but when i see them in other people's houses i'm like oh that's where the nightmares come from but in what my own house talking? if i fucking slept with that attic door with that never bothered that me sinister rectangle shape fuck you rectangles no, it never bothered me I don't know if it was maybe because we were the first and only family to ever, like, live in the house. And And I I guess that's encouraging because you know that nobody died up there. Exactly. And we never had, like, or at least I never had anything happen that was, like, weird in my bedroom that gave me the heebie-jeebies. So I don't know. But, like, when I see them in other people's houses, I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, that's where the bodies are. Exactly
1: that's terrifying it really
0: is like
1: that's so, truly terrifying
0: on that note you have on some other note. murder news
1: speaking of murder um so i am officially okayed to announce is it the 14th what's next tuesday uh <laughs>
0: i mean i don't know dates or times yeah the 14th is we don't tuesday. know
1: where we are um yes yeah, so next tuesday the 14th sorry i gotta like catch up where the fuck we are um <laughs> But where are we? Girl, where oh, are we? Oh, I in? see. Okay. Oh, I see. Um next Tuesday I will be on NCIS on CBS.
0: We so did. you guys can tune in and watch uh me on the show. I um, am so, so- incredibly sad that I'm not going to be in these I United know, States. Oh, You're my little watch party friend. Yeah, but I already have my like DVR thing. Again, I don't know if they're called DVRs. It might be ADR thing. Mm-hmm. As my ADR I said is set to record. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to make some room. I've got about 12 years worth of Jeopardy on there. Fair. fair. But uh, yeah, I will be recording. I will be watching. Yeah,
1: I think So that's the thing. That's what I was doing ADR for. That's what I was shooting. That's why I had the same nail color for like 100 years. Because I had like on one week I had the callback and then on the second week i had like table reads and fittings and then the third week i was shooting so it's like yeah yeah i'm fucking stuck with this forever
0: does your character have a name i don't have a name i'm drunk woman but but like how do you like what name did you give yourself do you You like build yourself a backstory
1: I mean, if I don't have a name and I became like real close buddies with our writer, Scott, who's the fucking coolest. And he was like laughing because we couldn't get approved for names because it's set in DC. Right. And you have to clear the name. Yeah. And like we couldn't get cleared. And I was like, I, I mean, you're sweet, but like, I, I'm just fucking pumped to be here. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So if I don't have a name, I just, she, her name is Grace.
0: Amazing. Also, I feel like drunk woman, it there couldn't be like a better descriptor.
1: (laughs) It just gets right to the point.
0: Exactly. I just feel like you truly embody the part.
1: I mean, I've been researching enough on this show for my (laughs) NCIS role.
0: Exactly. But yeah, it was
1: super fucking cool. I, I've been auditioning for NCIS for a long time and, uh, it was exciting because, because I have been auditioning for them for such a long time. They, they take me straight to callbacks, which is nice. That's amazing. I know it's super flattering and super like shit your pants. So it's great. Um, but, but when I was leaving the producer session for this, I like, they have like those like kind of pneumatic doors that kind of like slowly and ominously close. Yeah. And I always kind of like wait to like hold it because when it shuts, it's like, it's like really aggressive. And I know that they're like chit chatting. So I was like, wait to kind of politely like, like nudge it. it. Yeah, Yeah. So it doesn't like slam. And I literally walked out, and I was like, what the fuck was that? I was, like, super hard on myself. I was like, that was dog shit. What the fuck? And then I literally, and then later I found out, just getting to know him and recognizing his voice, that it was our writer, I heard somebody say, that was really great. And I remember the door was, like, shutting slowly, and, like, right before it shut, somebody said that. And I was like, what? And then I ended up booking it, so it was great. And it was funny because I for my criminal I was just on Criminal Minds as well and I had the same reaction when I, was I left that say, audition yeah you know.
0: that you were like thinking it was like your worst audition and then it was like surprise it's actually the best you're the best you're amazing <laughs> I know my mom was like maybe you
1: should just start really doing badly at all of your auditions because <laughs> no. those are the ones you book and yeah. I was like yeah I guess so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing so cool glad okay. I didn't fucking just don't think about that too much I know yeah so it's just you know I can't be objective I think most actors can that's why we have directors uh-huh. uh so yeah so it's super awesome and it's no, just a really so- wonderful experience and I'm really grateful and um it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch and um I did ADR for it this week which is how did that go well I was really nervous because you know as I said I'm not super great at ADR um luckily it was only we were only doing ADR for uh kind of like background noise you know just kind Uh of like room tone kind of stuff because I don't want to like say too much because it's a pretty big scene for like the show but Mm -hmm like me and my boyfriend in the show are in a bar in the background for a pretty large amount of the episode mm-hmm. so it's a lot of you know obviously when we're on set we're not making any noise right um so it's a lot of just like root like, and like like giggles and like drunk gotcha. like, <laughs> yeah so is that because i was really how i sound every day right <laughs> just like hemming and hawing and like the occasional chuckle right um but i was really worried i mean not worried but i was like oh, did I like fuck up some of my sound on set? Because uh, I'm very like yeah. cognizant of, you know, being the most efficient and, you know, I try to be great for everybody, like yeah. for sound and for everybody. So I was like, oh no, like, did I like, like trample on somebody's line or something? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like kind of action in the scene. So I was like, oh no. Oh, which I just remembered just now of like a big portion that got cut. And I'm really bummed. I just realized, but I mean, that well, you'll have to time. tell us
0: what it was. Are you allowed to tell us?
1: I can tell you after it airs. Okay. Um, But luckily, it wasn't because I fucked anything up. It was just like that background stuff of us just like being tipsy during the day in the background of this bar. That was the most incredible set. Um, But I have to say truly, and again, I'll talk about it more next week. But I, you know, this is like my 10th network show. It's really exciting. Truly the most lovely, warm, wonderful people I've ever worked with in my life. I mean, I can't even tell you. Every single fucking person was just the war. I was like, can every single human here adopt me?
0: I mean, I have to say... Having worked on a network television show, there is literally after like your, I'm going to say third or fourth season, and this is an assumption. I only worked on the last season, but after your third or fourth season, there's no reason for you to be mad or sad about anything because your life is fucking set. because network Dude, television yeah. <laughs> is the dream.
1: It is. Oh, uh, it is my dream for yeah. sure. It's like
0: the closest people in entertainment who are like generally carnies who move from like town to town. It's just as, like, grifters, it's the closest you can have to having, like, a stable career.
1: Exactly. That's why it's my fucking dream, especially because I come from theater, mm-hmm. like, repertory theater specifically, so it's, like... So that's you're with just, the same
0: people always. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. that's what
1: I fucking want. Like, I want to be on fucking Game of Thrones with the same motherfuckers for 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. that's my dream. Yeah. Like, please give me that. Yeah. So it was just, like, super, super lovely, and I'm excited to watch... I can't wait.
0: I can't Yay! wait to see it.
1: Hey, Thanks! Um... And we also have to point out that this is going to air on Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. And we love our merms. We love our moms so much. So much. Even though we give them weird, like, Minnesotan
0: accents? I know. I
1: don't Midwestern. know. Midwestern? I don't know why I do that,
0: but I, I can't know stop I and that. I won't stop. I can't stop, won't stop. Yeah.
1: Um, I can't. My mom is literally about my mom.
0: born and raised in Portland and she has never sounded like she was from Fargo one <laughs> I, day in her life. <laughs> my mom is born and raised in Arizona. Like,
1: <laughs> she sounds like a Californian. Like, I don't know why the fuck.
0: It just like feels better when she talks. Like it it This just feels like the voice of a mom. It just feels very momish. Yeah. Amber, get my smoke. <laughs> um, one of my favorite movies. Oh my time. God, I love
1: you, right? Um, that's like a family joke. And my family, by the way, like my dad will do that in that <gasps> voice. That's it's precious. a dream.
0: This is... Did I just forget the name of the movie? <laughs> I wanted to tell people so they could watch it. I was just going to say
1: Best in Show, but I know that's no, wrong. No, it's
0: not. It's um
1: I mean it's almost Best in Show.
0: Okay, listen, guys. I promise I'm not dumb. It's just like the end of a long week guys, and I've it's had been a lot a long of wine. Week.
1: I know. We got to wrap up this shit. But I what know. I was going to say is that for my for my mom who's just the most wonderful person in the world, my you know, jumping on the NCIS thing and everything that's coming Like, my dream for me personally is to be a series regular on an episodic show, and, you know, something... Being an actor is a real shit show. I don't recommend it at (laughs) all. Um, But, you know, one of these days I'm going to be able to look at my mom and I'm going to be able to say to her, like, we did it, because me and my mom have been on this journey together since I was 13 years old, so I couldn't do it a fucking day out of the week without her. So one of these days... Her and I are going to have that moment, and it makes it all worth it. So, happy Mother's Day, ma'am.
0: Oh, that's gross, and I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, also, the movie is called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe I forgot that. I'm so ashamed. I know, same. Um. But also, okay, so I honestly didn't think that my mom listened to our podcast. I don't know why. Why? Because she's, like, a very supportive, like, loving mom. She can! Exactly. But I was like, well, my mom's not, like, super into podcasts. I can't think of a single other podcast she's ever talked about. Um, <laughs> she so, better not. Yeah. Um, but we had, like, a little phone chat the other day. And she was, like, telling Otherwise me... Otherwise known as a phone call? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of
1: those. We don't do those in my family, but I know what those are.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I pretty much exclusively do them with my mom and my friend Kayla. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, just... They're just like a dream, and I love them so much. Like a little pick-me-up. Exactly. Um. So I was chatting with my mom, and she was like telling me all her thoughts and opinions on our podcast, and I was like, <gasps> Mom, you listen. Sure. It was so sweet. But her first note was like oh, that no. soda pop story that you told in the very first episode every single fact you got wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like, a few notes.
0: It's all yeah. horseshit. Exactly. Bye. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So, and of course, now I can't remember i said she either said the word soda or she said the word pop she said pop and there are see i can't remember either but whichever (laughs) one i said was wrong and also she wasn't in a tiny convenience store she was in a huge grocery store okay so that makes more sense yeah and she had like found the soda in like the regular soda aisle and what she was looking for was like a cold soda and like, like a and find refrigerated that. okay see this is making so much more sense exactly it so, it turns out when you have all the facts the story makes a lot more sense I can see where that would work out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. but all that to say I'm so sorry for getting your story wrong mom I love you so much you are my hero I love you every day thank you for being everything that you are thank you for raising me thank oh you god. for introducing me to um, oh god why do I forget every detail Kyle? no <laughs> No, 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 um Carol King. Oh, oh, I have like such vivid memories. When I was probably twelve, my mom let me paint my room. Um, oh God, bug. Um, <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. I wasn't sure what was happening. I was I like, just, oh, God, this is not the time to have some weird stroke. I'm not I know, equipped. I just went
0: full cross-eyed. I'm so sorry. It was, like, right in front of my face, and I was scared. Um, but but when I was, like, 12, my mom let me paint my room. She let me, like, pick the colors. I got to do my whole design. I know. It's such a big deal. Oh, my God. such a huge deal. And she let me pick, like, two colors because I wanted, like, two walls blue, two walls purple, and then some, oh, like, yellow stars on the oh. ceiling. I loved it. Were they glow Um, in the dark? Of course. Oh God, I love those stars so fucking much. Yeah, they weren't like the stickery ones because I was like, those are tacky for children. And so what I did was like, (laughs) we painted with a um, stencil, like with yellow paint and then I went back over with glow in the dark. Oh my God, what a fucking dreamland. I know, but I think I got tired of doing it after about two stars. So I think I really only did like maybe six stars that were glow in the dark. Hey, (laughs) we'll take what we can get. Yeah. Um, But while we were, like, painting, we listened to Carole King Tapestries just, like, on repeat, that album. And to this day, it's one of my favorite albums (gasps) of all time. And I love it because it reminds me of my mom. I love that so much. Yeah. And I am, I can, I feel like 60% sure that she is crying right now.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I hope my mom's crying. I hope my mom's crying, too. I told her one year (laughs) that my goal every Mother's Day was to make her cry. (laughs) Cause I'm a monster, but also because I think it's funny that she has emotions. Oh, I know, right? Oh, I'm a terrible asshole.
1: I like got my mom one Mother's Day, like the thing that like an Abraham Lincoln quote that says like everything I am I owe to my mom. Oh, damn! And it was like literally just like
0: waterworks, waterworks. Yeah, and I was like, the thing, Handit! the thing that I find so funny about when my mom cries is um, that I'm the exact same human and I cry just as easy, if not easier, than my mom. So yeah, like, correct, correct. It makes that's me how feel... it works
1: with fucking moms.
0: Exactly. It's like I know. I'm gonna make her cry, but then also I'm gonna cry. And but then, like, also, secretly, like, don't look you're at gonna me. cry harder. Yeah. But mm-hmm.
1: also, there's not all over your face. Yeah. It's
0: fine. Yeah, it's great. Well, okay. Thanks, moms. moms.
1: You're great. So, we are now going to go into a very special segment.
0: <sighs> I'm so sad that I will not be here for this.
1: <sighs> it's gonna be so great. I know. Um, I'm gonna be somehow, like, it's basically blasphemy, but I'm gonna be hosting Ken Napsok. <laughs> <laughs> Oh on my gosh!
0: I'm like, okay. I'm jealous for so many reasons. I'm jealous because I won't have watched this episode of Game of Thrones yet. I'm like not going to be able to listen to our own podcast you for spoiler won't. reasons, right? And then also I'm jealous because Ken's going to be on and I, I won't be here to talk to him. And, and he's, he's like a delight, real
1: person. Oh he's my like gosh, a very professional man.
0: Yeah, and he knows
1: everything. Simply everything. Everything. He told me in, okay, so Ken's book is coming out. <gasps> I'm and, so
0: excited! <gasps> thank you. I got the
1: very first one, Ooh, which gross. was super special, and he wrote me like a super special note inside, <laughs> which literally gave me so many feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he did tell me that
0: he loved me more than Star Wars. Oh my gosh! So take that, dang nerds! Kind of do you like believe him though? I mean, it's taken a
1: while, but like I think I've come around. All right, fair enough. Because like I have just so much to offer, <laughs> but second to star wars he absolutely loves and appreciates and respects and reads game of thrones mm-hmm. he is kind of the end all be all so we're super super flattered to have him oh my gosh and so it's true. super weird that
0: he's here and we're gonna put it in right here that's what she said okay wait 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 oh i'm gonna sing you in this is gonna be an intro because okay. you know how perfect. we have like our regular we do music okay this is your intro music that you can like fade in with it oh so, okay, perfect ready? okay Grace of Grace of Thrones is Grace of Thrones time, Grace of Thrones time, Grace of Thrones time, Grace of Thrones time, Grace, Thrones time. Grace, Thrones time. Grace and can our going to chat Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, hey everybody. Um, welcome to the very first ever Grace of Thrones with the amazingly talented author of the best-selling book, Why We Love Star Wars, out this Wednesday. This is Ken Napsok.
2: Oh, are you not going to have me snore on your show?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, We luckily mm. everybody gets that every episode. Okay. The world just needed to hear it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So thanks so much for being here. It feels mm. very strange having me hosting you. I'm very uncomfortable. Why? I'm a
2: little nervous. Don't feel comfortable.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not, un- I'm just like, it feels very strange. I feel like. This would be like if you were like Think I'm coaching you? me through an audition. I'm I'd be like, coaching. get the fuck out of here. No, I know you're not, but like, I don't, how dare I
2: host you is okay. how I feel. Okay. I feel like
1: an imposter is what I'm you're saying.
2: Not. You're doing fine. Okay. People love <laughs> so your show.
1: Oh, thanks. Um, well, like I said, your book is coming out this Wednesday. I want to talk about that at the end because I know mm-hmm. we're hot off the episode and we're having a lot of fearings. Right. Fearings. Okay. Processing. A lot to process. I'm very exhausted. My like adrenals are fatigued. I don't know what that means. It was (laughs) was a lot. Okay, so just gut reaction. The credits roll. Arya runs off into the sunset on the cute little horsey. Credits go up. What are your thoughts?
2: I think that was an episode that I still have to process, uh, and that's not a bad thing. I think everyone thinks it's a bad thing. Sometimes we want gut reactions to have a perfect rating. Uh, I think there's a lot of things I need to think about. Uh, I loved all of it. I loved how it looked. I think the stories all made sense to the to the show characters, um, and I think uh, you know we're in a weird time where everyone's going to be have, find something to be wrong with this uh, episode. But I I really liked it, and I think a lot of this was building towards this, and I think that uh, it makes sense to me a lot of what happened.
1: Yeah, Alicia and I talked about this earlier before you were here. That um, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's not a bummer because everybody gets to have their thoughts on things, but she's loving it. I'm loving it. You're loving it. I a lot of like
2: people are loving it. A lot of people are yeah. loving
1: it. But she, in particular, was talking about some people at her work who were talking about the scorpions. And I was like, I think that they swivel because they were saying, they whatever, they were criticizing the show, but they were wrong. And I was right. And you'll be very proud when you listen to this episode. Oh, good.
2: Um, well, everyone thinks they're an expert on how to fight uh, ice zombies and dragons, even though
1: that's correct. no one could. Right, uh huh, yeah. Also, nobody could ever make a television like show like this. I mean, it's just insane what they've accomplished. So, yeah, um, I really loved it too. I really like. I actually really love the aspect of feeling like I need to unpack it because I get really excited because I want to just rewatch it right away, yeah. which is a lot of fun because then it's like continued entertainment through the week. Mm-hmm. I know that you had said that your favorite. Well, actually, first I lied. let's talk about this. Okay, mm-hmm. so Danny has gone full Mad Queen, right? Which my jam, we saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Was that the way that you thought it was going to be
2: delivered? I've I've thought for a while that the visions she saw at the end of season two when she goes to the house of the Undine, mm-hmm. Uh she sees the Red Keep destroyed. And we, and I was one of them, we thought, oh, it's snow falling over the Red Keep. And over the years we thought, oh, what if that's ash? And what if the place got burned down? And what if she did it? And I, I think we finally got to see that. And that made me uh, not excited uh, because it's brutal. Right. It but was super brutal. I I think unlike, we don't know a ton of Aerys Targaryen uh, and why he went mad. I mean, we do. If you read the history of it all. But, you know, I think his was a little different than just her going mad queen like her father. I think this was a going back to season one, uh, a lesson in... um. Uh, environment and situations and people and betrayals and everything pushing you into a corner and striking out.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the tragedy of her life that Mm -hmm. she's just really had nothing but dick punches from Mm -hmm. literally every angle. And it's kind of, it's the tragedy of wondering what could have been if there had just been one less tragedy, if there had just, if Jon Snow could have kept his damn mouth shut. Okay. Here's my next question because Mm -hmm. I have a lot of thoughts on Jon Snow. Mm -hmm. I, I call him a
2: boy scout a lot of the time. Yeah, I know you don't like his little little boy scout.
1: (laughs) Well, because here's my, okay, so you're telling me, Mm -hmm. he's just so naive and it's like, when are you going to wise up, man? He's like, Mm no, 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 like Sansa and Arya are going to be totally fine with this and everything's going to be cool. (laughs) "Eh." And then he's like, no, like Danny's great. She's my queen. Everything's fine. She's not going to freak the fuck out. "Eh." Like when is he, and now what do you think his reaction is going to be in the next episode, the last episode of all time?
2: I, I think maybe he has to do something about it finally. He's not Ned Stark's son um, directly, as we know, but he was raised by him and, and he's got a lot of Stark blood in him. So I think a lot of it lines up uh, with that. Don't, you know? Ned is pretty honest to the point that it got him killed. Uh-huh. Um, John's aware of that. All the characters are aware of that. Santa talks about it. Ari talks about it. So I, I think there's something to that. to that. I think he is in a show that's built entirely on gray areas and shadows and characters and everyone having a point of view and decisions to be made. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, represents the light in a way, but um, so I don't necessarily think he's naive. I think, I mean, he's naive at times. Yeah, I'd say he's naive, but Thank but but I don't think that's always a bad thing. I think it's, it's sometimes the one of just like, well, he, hey, like this is the way to do it. No one... You know, I don't, I'm not going to get my hands dirty. Yeah. And I think finally realizes w- where that led him. But, right. it, but that's why I love the show because, um, it's betrayal, it's politics and all those things that people love, but there aren't, aren't mm-hmm. things we're, those aren't things we're supposed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's a lesson in that and that John still might win that in the, in the way, in a way his morality will win, which might be part of it. Right. At the cost of, of losing her or other people.
1: I know you don't super like speculating about next episodes, mm-hmm. but I think, and we've kind of peripherally talked about this, and me and Alicia have talked about this, that it's kind of, like, it's not super looking great for Danny. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the season of deaths. Right. Um, I know that Arya is kind of like the left hand, you know, like wild card, but we kind of have already played that kind of wild card. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little too do you think it's a little too on the nose that John takes her out or what do you think is a fitting end for her?
2: Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people are gonna be asking that question come coming week. They're in in the books you know, the, the prophecy you always hear about Azor high reborn in the prince that was promised, which is not a big factor in the show. It's mentioned a lot in it. I think it's still a factor, but it's not as much as people want it to be. Uh, but Azor High kind of becomes this, and I'm, I'm really wrapping it up fast. And if anyone's listening who knows it and wants to throw details, that's fine. I understand. I'm just summarizing as best I can. Azor, yeah, Azor Ahai, uh sticks... Um, uh, his sword, uh, Lightbringer, into his wife Nissa Nissa, and kills her and, and sacrifices her in a way, and 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 kind of fulfill helps fulfills prophecy. Um, there's other there's other attempts he tries to do other things to, and that's what he ends up having to do. And there's a lot more to it. Um, so I think that could still be in play because I think they're building towards George's ending. Um, in a roundabout sort of way. And so George could be playing with that. The George always warns prophecy doesn't matter or prophecy leads you astray or prophecy is misinterpreted. So I don't necessarily think that, but but a lot of people looked at John needing to kill the Night King to fulfill that prophecy. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be, he f- brings, it's particularly in show only that he brings some sort of peace to the land and that he becomes the, the, the hero of this era doing that. Um, as far as Danny, I don't know I, I I've always I've said for two a lot for a long time, but I've said for definitely one or two years now that I think Danny's gonna die, yeah um to fulfill that prophecy going back to season two again the prophecies in the show are always a lot different than the prophecies in uh, the books but uh or you know they're simpler because they have to be. but go back to season two at the House of Undyne, it ends with her reuniting with Cal Drogo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always thought, why why do we look at the other things in that vision and go, Cool, cool. Oh, that was sweet. And we think the other ones are gonna happen, but we never thought that was gonna happen.
1: So you think that she's gonna be I think, killed and reunited with it? If family. I was gonna
2: predict right now, which yeah, I don't like doing I just like watching it and see what seeing what's happened, I I think she'll die in some shape or form. Uh whether literal or figurative or something, I don't know, more literal than figurative. Uh, I, I think she'll be reunited with Cal Drogo. In the, in the, in the, the, the the afterlife, the, the, the other worlds or whatever they call it. And, um, not spirit world, like uh, young guns, but, um, (laughs) and I think think that's part of the bittersweet ending that George R. R. Martin always talked about and that the people in the show have always talked about. Yeah. That it's a bittersweet ending. Well, what does that mean? Danny deserves that reunion, deserves her first Mm -hmm. love. Maybe her only love. She definitely loves others. Um, but that's the only one, you know, right? That that should her have been, or could have been, son, her son, and Caldrogo. So, so I think, um, I think, I think that could happen. Whether or not we see it or not, I don't know. But do
1: you think that? ooh, that was a very mysterious answer, Mister Knapsack. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is going to happen to Drogon? Yeah. Only good things, right?
2: No, I don't know. Um, he could live for a while. Balerion, the Black Dread, lived for live for a very, very long time. Um, do
1: you th- see a world where Amelia Clark takes her exit, and Drogon and Jon hang out, since Jon's also a tar- Targaryen? Or do you think Drogon's maybe. like,
2: "I'm out"? Maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't know if there. You need to have him die. I still think there's part of me, part of me that still thinks Jon will also leave. Um, I still think Arya goes west of west. I think um, there's an idea in my head of Jon leaving it all too because he doesn't want it right sansa would be a better ruler and i think i could see him really leaving it all behind it's it's the gray havens ending for him yeah and and ferrari she always has talked about that not always but it's mentioned season six to lady crane um she's very similar to some uh of the uh, characters uh, there's a i was I always forget her name. Uh, uh, but in Fire and Blood, the Targaryen history book, part one, uh, there's the um, um, one of their um, in-laws How dare you forget somebody's name I know. from um, these ten thousands she, of pages. She travels. Read. She she says very much so that I'm going to go find what's west of west. And, She's going to the Grey Havens. And yeah, and, and, and she eventually, I think, dies, or they never see the character again, but the ship, she should a very famous ship, and it was seen on the other side of the world. Um, so... I think she did it and completed the journey in some ways. Um, and I think Aria, very, she's very much character like Aria. Yeah. So I, I think I think that could work. And then again, John, I think John leaving all behind. Maybe he does go north. Maybe he does go to the Free Folk.
1: I know. I feel like they were kind of alluding to that. If he does not reunite with Ghost, he, I'm going to write a very strongly worded letter.
2: He might go off and since, or he might not. I don't know. That's what I love I don't know.
1: I know. Well, I know. The second you think you know anything, the show is like, just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I want to just talk super briefly about your favorite moment, which mm-hmm. was the hound's death by yeah. fire.
2: Yeah, I liked, the, I liked that a lot. I think actually my favorite moment might have been him him telling Arya to go. Oh um, my God, all the feels. And I think what season eight has done really well, if people would slow down and, and listen and connect the dots, uh, is it's... Taken seven seasons, and every journey along the way does not seem wasted to me. Right. Uh, Maybe other people, it it does. Uh, Theon taking Winterfell and, and wanting, you know, taking Winterfell because he, he doesn't believe he's a Stark, doesn't believe the Starks loved him And, and even though he, and he knows the Greyjoy's didn't, his father didn't. And then all this to come back and all the horrible things happened to him. And he dies defending Winterfell. Like that's, that's a great story. Like to what me. more
1: beautiful full yeah. circle is that?
2: Um, but he pays for his sins, but also gets redemption right where, uh, he needed to be. Um, I think a lot of that's going on. So I think Ari and the Hound and their whole journey and the Hound's journey, um, he has to die because he's done horrible things. And, and you know, has to die, meaning there should be a cost spiritually for right. what you go through. And all of that and for him to have that kind of final moment and really convincing her you got a better life.
1: Like don't do what I did. Ahead
2: of you, yeah. And you've seen what I do and, and, and I think that was a good moment. I really believed that moment. And I so,
1: super loved it so much. And
2: we've always wanted Clagane Bowl. Uh, we thought we were going to get it other times. And a lot of people thought oh, the trial of Cersei was going to be the way. Uh, he's the gravedigger in uh, in the books. He's a little different. And they, they have that moment, I think, season seven, where he goes and sees the father and the daughter who are dead when he's with them. Uh, and he buries them. Uh, and he has a gravedigger scene. I think it's an homage to the the book storyline. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but it was all signs were, and, and who knows, maybe George will still write it that way. I still think he's waiting to make changes despite certain people.
1: The showrunners? Yeah.
2: Um, even though he, they've made him rich 14 times over and he was really involved yeah. with a lot of the show. Right. He seems to deny that a lot now or forget that. Um, I, I, We all thought it was going to be the Hound versus uh, uh, the, the Mountain defending Cersei in a trial, and it's like, yeah, I thought that too. Then you look back and go, "Well, that's real simple."
1: Yeah, like this is so much better. This has so much more payoff. I
2: think it's a lot of payoff, and, and and it's and it's just I can't believe you're seeing that on TV. You know, I can't believe you're I looking mean, that up was there some and of the seeing
1: the craziest shit I've ever seen. Dragon on TV flying in
2: my life. by, a dragon flying by fire, and they're on the stairwell, and it's just it, that's just epic medieval fantasy to me. And, and 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 I love love the hound. I really love the hound. Rory so great. He's so great. Uh, and I think uh, I think he knows he he killed. He killed the the creature that created him. And that's his final thought probably.
1: In fire too, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, So my final question, mm-hmm. and I think we kind of briefly talked about this off mic. I think that they are dead, but I wanted to know your thoughts on the Cersei-Jamie death. Did you feel like that had the payoff that everything else has had? I,
2: I think that's, I, I'm not going online uh, for this episode. Um, I've muted Game of Thrones phrases and everything online, so I don't have to see uh, people's, you know, everyone has, has their opinion, but I just think,
1: I mean, I've been seeing, I, tr- I, I have not really seen anybody having any fucking problems with the show, but I don't know if that's just that
2: they, they're totally there, like
1: feeds me to always shit because they know that that's yeah, what I Yeah,
2: no, on. I see a lot of it, but I just, it, it's not the way, I don't have a problem with people not liking it. It's the way. I just think people are missing and uh, missing the boat and they're missing a lot of things and they don't want to see a lot of things. And if you just stop and think, the Jamie Cersei one is not the ending I would have thought was gonna get to. Again, we're building towards the idea that Jamie was going to kill her. And I thought the idea of Jamie killing her on uh, the throne and kind of king queen slaying and all the stuff had Ooh. some had some poetry to it. Mm-hmm. But Stop and think. Like, I'm trying to stop and think. Like, is that the image I want? Jamie choking Cersei? Um, Cersei's a bad person. She's done some horrible things. But I think I've had sympathy, and I think a lot of people had sympathy and empathy for Cersei going back to season one.
1: Oh, I'm team Cersei 100%, as you know.
2: And Cersei breaking down and crying. I don't think she's crying because she's losing. I think she's crying for her her entire life. Like... yeah a
1: grief cry grief
2: cry and wanting to and, and 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 say at the end i want to live i want a baby to live i want to live um i don't think cersei's cared if she wanted to live or die i think yeah. she wanted to make sure her kids you know and and her pregnancy in this show wasn't um i think that was added for the show to add a little weight and stakes and you know i don't think i don't think it needed it i don't think it hurt it but i don't think it needed it um but I, I so I like the ending, but it's not the ending I would have thought. So that's one of the things I'm processing. Because I love Jamie so much. Um and the idea that he couldn't break away from her and went ran back to her and left uh Brian yeah. Um that sucks. It sucks for Brian Brianne, but I think Brianne's gonna be better for it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. I think I totally yeah. agree with you with like the payoff thing. And yeah. Alicia and I talked about this a little bit that it's like people are like maybe having mixed emotions that it's like, well, like this is getting tied up and this is getting tied up. But I think that everybody, like you said, how there's like these moments, you know, like the hound Mm -hmm. does die, but he goes out in a way that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Like Theon going out in a way that's appropriate. Um, I'm super, super, I mean, I'm just super, super loving it. And I thought Mm -hmm. I loved the imagery that the showrunners were talking about, how they came into this world together and Mm -hmm. went out of the world together. And the scene where they had the little reunion on the little map Mm-hmm. I was like dead. Yeah. So many sniffs, sniffles. Wrong.
2: Wrong. You know, I think we get stuck into uh, you know, the good guys, the bad guys, the light side, the dark side. We we get stuck into sides. We, we love that. The Game of Thrones has never been about sides. Um, and Cersei and, and Jamie, uh, it's, they've had a messed up life, but that's their life to have. And, and, uh, and especially in this world in this, in this fake fictional world. Um, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's really kind of also poetic. Uh, yeah. And so I liked it. And that's sometimes that's the way, you know, I didn't want Luke Skywalker to die in episode eight. Um, and when I watched it, I had to think about it, but then now I can't imagine it happening any other way. Right. And it's the most beautiful ending to that character. I, I couldn't have imagined Um, a lot of people are going to get caught up on the prophecies. And in the book, there's the Valonqar prophecy of the younger brother supposed to kill her and everything. But we don't know. Again, George R. R. Martin keeps saying, you know, keeps saying, don't, you know, prophecies are are, are not what the, you think they are, or or everyone has a different version. So a prophecy of a younger brother or a Valonqar choking her or whatever it is, you know, it's been a lot of thought. I mean, they're in each other's arms and and maybe that's some way fulfilling it.
1: Like an, the imagery of them like squeezing yeah, each other yeah. like tightly, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think that, that's, that's. I didn't expect this and every other, a lot of the other ones I was like, oh yeah, I think this is going to happen. Oh, that makes some sense. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, same with Arya. I never thought she'd be a, it's cool the idea of her going to kill the queen, but I don't think, I don't think that's, what we need from Arya—killing, killing, killing—she killing. became a killer, all that kind of stuff, and she served her purpose on the show. I thought, right? Um, I think now she needs to be free of some of that. That's yeah. what I think the lesson with the Hound is. She can go. She can go explore the world, be something better.
1: I know when she found the little horsey, I was
2: the horsey sobbing. Mm-hmm. Shadowfax.
1: My only <laughs> Shadowfax with a little pink snoot. Um, my only criticism and it's not a criticism necessarily i just i wanted so 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 much more of danny in this episode and i know that we're gonna get that next week mm-hmm. but i just wanted to see her going full villain like i just wanted to see the rage and just her loving like we've seen mm-hmm. that like kind of bloodlust side of her a little bit like again the showrunners yeah. were talking about when her brother gets yeah, melted. yeah. um because mm-hmm. i love villains and i love that yeah, kind of stuff.
2: I could see so that. I'm excited but I, to see. I, I think once she commits to it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see her just be full villain next week.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I still I hesitate to use that term, even though it works, just because I I I feel for her. I feel too. for her too.
1: I think I might be using the wrong word. I'm just excited. No, I'm thrilled to see her be just fucking unhinged because mm-hmm. we've seen her be just so. This is the voice that I speak in. Don't yeah. mess up again, and it's just like she's very buttoned up and like just this badass bitch, and I'm excited mm-hmm. for her to just be like full.
2: Well, she she feels I think she, she feels that she should have done this earlier. She should have gone to Westeros and and landed under and his business, and just, but everyone said no, and I think it's right. I think Varys was right. That's why I like his death. Um, I think Varys was right. He always cared about the realm, um, and this is what would happen. But that's also the cost. She wouldn't be the first one to just kill a lot of innocent small folk to take uh, power. Yeah. Um, so I don't falter for I don't I don't completely falter for it. I falter for it. She'll probably have to pay that price. But um, I think they've done a good job going back all the way to the beginning. And you know, if you know the Targaryen history, you paid attention on the show, like. And, uh, Eamon Targaryen says it. And, and in the, in the previously, on, previously on, that was one of the best previously ons I've I ever done. No. I wish it was in the show. It wish you know, you couldn't make it work uh, narratively, but right, having, right, right. having Eamon Targaryen, um, Maester Eamon at the wall, his, his I think was his was the final one. A, a Targaryen alone in the world is a dangerous thing.
1: I think the and last one was her brother actually.
2: Yeah, 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 Saying that's something right. like the last
1: track. Yeah. But just all the same. Yeah.
2: But that's important and that stuff. So that, to me, they're looking back going, here's all the times mm-hmm. in the show. We've either told you or warned you or put the flags out for you to read. The signs are there. Um, I think um, I think it was there.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that they've ever done that. It's, it's kind of no. breaking the fourth wall in a way. And it like was the breaking the fourth on, wall, Which yeah, I really, really loved. Like I was you like, have hey! to almost
2: kind of watch that. To to as part of the episode, I yeah,
1: was, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, hey, thanks for being on my show.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I can tell you're thrilled.
2: No, 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 sorry, I was just I was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um. So mm-hmm. as I said, you're always so sensitive. Oh, mm-hmm. that is the biggest load of shit. Mm-hmm. You are such a dramatic Daniel. Um. When does your book come out? <gasps> this wait, do, Wednesday. You, do your
2: listeners know their little your little names that we create? Dramatic Danielle. <laughs> I, mean, I guess
1: they do now. No, they don't, but now they Sassy
2: do. Sassy Senorita.
1: What are the other ones we have? I don't know.
2: It's a ton. tongue?
1: Uh,
2: a rude schmood.
1: A rude schmood, yeah. Well, you
2: are a rude schmood. You're being a real rude schmood. You've been schmude. a real
1: grouch potatoes, what you've been this oh, week. Oh, that's not fair. Oh, my God, wait, you got a riff. My computer just went dark. My, Tell the people a funny
2: joke. Why did your computer go dark?
1: Because I wasn't touching it enough. That's
2: what she we'll said. Just
1: okay, we're back. Uh, and okay. we're back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So your book comes out this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, where can they buy it?
2: Well, you can buy Why We Love Star Wars, The Great Moments of Built the Galaxy Far, Far Away, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indiebound. Bound, I think Apple Books. I think anywhere there's a you can buy a book, check. Check. Amazon's the easiest way it's, is for all I of them. I think
1: us. it's on Kindle.
2: Yeah, there's a Kindle version. There's a paperback version. Uh, we're working the publisher. It's uh, the publisher's decision. It's not a self-published book. Um, publisher is looking uh, into, into the audiobook. Uh, stand by for that. I know a lot of people love audiobooks. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's where it's at. Oh, you can also go to any bookstore. If you if you uh, care to do so, go to a bookstore and say, hey, I want to I want to get this book. Can you order this book? And then maybe we'll put, the, put it on their radar screen.
1: Do it, people. Go to your bookstores. Um, so... This was fun.
2: Was it fun? <laughs> it was fun. Do you think Tell- I judged you?
1: No, I don't think you judged me. Okay. You were very, you were much more serious than I thought you were going to be.
2: Well, I'm still processing the show. I know. So. It
1: is really, really, it is literally right after. Mm-hmm. Should I have done, like,
2: a funny little dance before we started to, like... Well, you always do a funny little dance.
1: Well, they don't know
2: that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where can the
1: people find you online? Can
2: uh, I- you can go to Cadnapsock.com for all the information, where to pre-order my book, and where to follow and find me and support me, or you can just go to Twitter at Cadnapsock and that'll get you there. But I think a lot of people listening probably know, but you probably have a lot of people listening that don't know me.
1: I mean, there's or just, just heard me snoring. so many people. We're pretty... Mm-hmm. We're kind of taken over. Okay. Thousands upon thousands of listeners who are... Rating and reviewing and subscribing. Um, So this actually isn't the end of the episode, so I don't need to say any of that because Alicia and I are going to talk after this. (gasps) We're traveling in time. Um, So guys, uh, wonderful Ken Napsok is going to be here again next week to talk the very, very, very last episode of Game of Thrones of all time. And I will be sure to do a lot
0: of silly dances so that he is less serious. (gasps) Bye. And we're back. Guys, we are professionals and we are back. So as you know, I am still here. She's here. So this is still in the past. You went forward. You were in the future. You went back to the future. You went back to the past. you're back to the past. Why is everything so heavy in the future? Is there (sighs) something wrong with Earth's (laughs) gravitational pull? (laughs) (laughs) Great Scott. There's like two movie quotes that I love the absolute most. It's that one. And from... um, God, I almost said Braveheart. God, my brain is just mush today. Up! That'd be amazing. Same to me, though. I mean, truly. I mean, clearly by that sentence, I literally just spoke.
1: Same uh, to me. Uh-huh. What the fuck and does also that Also, with you, it's been such <laughs> a long, long, yeah, long week, and yeah. all the in in the best of ways, but mostly the worst of ways. It's true.
0: But my other favorite quote is from Die Hard. It's when Severus, Die Hard and Braveheart are two, <laughs> two very different movies, but it's when Severus Snape is like. Mr. Chikagi, I could talk industrialization and men's fashion all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh I my god, it. I love that so much. But anyway, I'm to think
1: of my favorite movie quotes. Yeah. Well, guys, holy shit. Okay, so we didn't hear it, so we don't know. Maybe it sucked, but I doubt it because he's the best. Yeah, it's that gonna gonna be was great. Ken Napsack. That was Ken. He is my man knapsack. friend. Gross. Um, super gross. Um, so guys, this was episode one hundred and seven. We've like come a long way. I can't We've drank it. so much wine. We so love much you. Wine. You're the best.
0: So we have something exciting to say. I'm so excited for this announcement. I might pee a little bit. You can do that. Okay. Um, I'm sitting in your desk chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, when you have dogs, you just expect pee. I it's mean, just how things work out. Same enjoy with enjoy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Kyle doesn't just
1: randomly pee. He's like, I'm into it. So we. As of this recording, I mean, for all we know, maybe when this airs, it won't be true anymore. I know. But so we, you can support us on Anchor. Go to Anchor, click support. It's that easy.
0: Anchor.fm so, slash We Have Lives Pod. I'm pretty sure that's right. Slash support. Yeah,
1: nailed it. Um, but we have decided that when we get to ten supporters, which right now we have eight, so, so we close. only need two more. Yeah. yeah. We're super, super close, and we're so grateful, and we love you guys so much. But once we have 10, we are going to officially launch what we are going to be calling the Inner Circle. Inner Circle.
0: Inner Circle. It sounds dirty, but also it's not, and it's fun. And that's why we love it. But also maybe it's a little dirty. But that's how we roll. (laughs) <laughs> da, 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 da.
1: dang it <laughs> I, I hate myself um so we're gonna be launching the inner circle once we have 10 supporters again we only need two more and what that means is that so far it means that at the end of the month you're going to be getting an exclusive vip top secret cia newsletter mm-hmm, that's going to mm-hmm. be full of kind of like bts su- stuff secrets exclusive content um and all of our bloopers oh my which gosh i guys. can tell you are
0: extensive yeah the bloopers are worth 99 cents alone oh my god they're so great um and we just like truly fuck up all the time people it's are like we love how
1: raw and unfiltered you are and we're like yeah and this was the best exactly so this is our can top you imagine? stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're super excited to do that and so and if you have already supported us Please send us your email address, your social handles, uh, like your first and last name because I know Mm -hmm. some of you don't put it in when you put it into Anchor because when you support us on Anchor, you don't need an account. You don't need to do shit. You literally just write down whatever name you fucking want, your credit card number and your uh, amount and that's it. You don't have to sign up or do any stupid shit. Um so send it to us so we can add you to that because we're probably hopefully going to be launching that this month. Hopefully soon. And we're really excited. It's going to be really fun and then you guys can be kind of our little fan cult and we'll be telling you about stuff first.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Honestly, like Grace uh put together a newsletter, the newsletter because she is a dream business witch and That's the nicest thing you've ever seen. I mean, she is the witch and business. Um yeah. And it looks so good. It's so exciting. Like, I was excited to receive it, and I already had seen all the content. (laughs) But it's, like, super fun. It's, like, a lot of, like, just silliness. And I'm sorry, and you're welcome.
1: Yeah. And also, I just...
0: Letters. I know, I, I love, love it so love much them. that you love newsletters.
1: Um, so, um, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, we know you. that we're goofy and silly and just two little bozos having yep. a great time. And hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, so... Tell your friends you can follow us online everywhere at
0: we have lives pod. You can email us everywhere at we have lives pod at gmail.com Gmail. You can follow Alicia at it's Alicia gainer on everything. And you can follow grace at Mrs. Grace face on Instagram. Nope. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow her at Mrs. Underscore (laughs) Graceface on Instagram and at Mrs. Graceface No underscore on the Twitter.
1: (laughs) I mean, truly just Google me, but don't go to my Wikipedia feet page because it's creepy. Um,
0: Wait, what? You have a Wikipedia page for your feet? I'm on like the Wiki feet. What is that? I discovered
1: recently. It's for like people who have like foot fetishes. Oh,
0: no. Mm -hmm. That's yucky. I mean, I'm flattered, but terrified. Yeah. Mm hmm no offensive it's almost a real wikipedia page
1: it's so close i mean look no kink shaming yeah absolutely i'm actually flattered because i really don't like my feet like i'm a dancer like they're not cute oh man that was a real emotional roller coaster i'm just here to offer motions and roller coaster nailing it great (laughs) guys we love you stay
0: nasty talk later bitches bye
1: the episode.